welcome to the Steroids Podcast with your host, Dan the Bodybuilder from Thailand. Steroids Podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Guide to Roids, 109-page ebook by Dan the Bodybuilder from Thailand. Now, for the first time in bodybuilding history, you have someone with no corporate interests and no obligation to please anyone, not walking on eggshells to not offend. Ultimate Guide to Roids gives you the information, the whole information, the whole truth, not a full truth and a half-truth. Full truth. Ultimate Guide to Roids gives you the keys to the Lamborghini, gives you the information, and lets you decide what to do with it. It's a crime this information has been suppressed this long. Now let's get on with the podcast. Okay, welcome to the Steroids Podcast. I am here today with my friend Jeremy. He's back for another episode because he's getting ready for a contest prep to compete in a competition in about what like six months Jeremy uh yeah around December December there are a few shows that um I'm looking at smaller shows a couple of smaller shows and then depending on how I do there then maybe do a, a slightly bigger show um so that's the plan yeah and what's uh what is the first thing that uh starts getting dialed in when you go from being uh, not competing, just, um, you know, cruise control, doing just regular day-to-day bodybuilding. And then when you start getting ready for the competition, what's the the big changes that you make? Um, well, right now it's obviously it's a diet. It's the first thing. And then the second thing is um, more, I'd say, targeted cardio. So before my cardio was um, basically walking my dogs, um, three times per day. So we do a half an hour walk in the morning and then we do a 20-ish minute walk um, in the afternoon and then we do another half an hour at night. But this walking is, you know, when you're walking small dogs, it's not like proper cardio, right? You're stopping, they're peeing, they see other dogs and whatnot. So it's very staggered. Okay, yeah. Um, So it's not like real proper like focused cardio you know so i would do more i'm starting to do a lot more focused cardio so we're doing um about 20 minutes of fasted focused cardio every day on my little um you know i have a like a step like a stepper machine in my house that i purchased for my last prep yeah so we're doing that uh every morning um you know focused cardio and then uh doing some ab control work so vacuums a uh, couple of crunches uh, leg raises on my on my little adjustable bench and that's the morning routine then after that uh, then question, I'll go one question is how much cardio did you add um on the stepper in addition to the um, 90 minutes walking your dogs per day i wouldn't say it's 90 minutes i'd say it's about one yeah, around maybe you can call it 90 minutes, but I just added um, 20 minutes, twenty uh, starting with 20 minutes in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. um, if I'm training legs, so that's like, you know, um, on the days that I'm not training legs, if I'm training legs on that day, then I can opt not to do that 
cardio. I'll just do some ab control work and posing in the morning fasted. Then I'll go and, you know, walk my dogs as usual. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you added like a, a more high intensity cardio fasted in the morning before, before you walk in your dogs. Yes. 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 Um, and then because I feel once you've done that cardio mm-hmm. and you know, your body's, you know, you're sweating because now it's summer, it's very hot. So your body's sweating. You've got, you know, you've woken up, your body's, you know, sweating warm. Then you go and walk your dogs. You know, you still get some effect from that, but it also helps you cool down a little bit more from that cardio, you know, yeah. because the morning heat is not as intense as the afternoon heat uh, so where I am. So there's an interesting down. concept with um, like doing a bit of cardio or something, or even just um, doing a small bit of exercise when dieting, because the body. I mean, if you're not eating anything as if like it's in, if you're fasting, it seems like the metabolism actually kind of, uh, speeds up like the longer, the time that you go without food, it kind of speeds up because you get more adrenaline and stuff. But if you're on like Mm a, uh, calorie restricted diet, there seems to be a tendency for the body to kind of, um, shut down a little bit, um, as, as yeah, like, like as, as less food is given to the body, it can kind of like cool down and want to um uh like like sit around and stuff like that and um but then there's this concept uh where you do a little bit of exercise and usually it works best when it's high intensity exercise like you said doing the stair stepper or maybe doing a a few minutes of uh like fast uh high intensity weightlifting without rest periods and i kind of uh think of this or i call it turning on the machine uh because it, it seems to Every time you do this, it gets all of the catecholamines or the neurotransmitters that have to do with like your sympathetic nervous system and getting that fight or flight response going. And it seems like within about 10 to 20 minutes of starting cardio or even or starting uh, like a, some kind of exercise uh, activity, you feel your your body change like the energy systems kind of change when when you're in the diet where where like you start and you have no energy you feel like shit and then about 10 to 20 minutes after you start all of a sudden it's like i'm okay i'm cool i feel good yeah i think it's because you're in you have you you start releasing the endorphins right mm-hmm. but um if, if you look at well, what i sent you um the plan my heart rate is around 140 to 150 beats per minute so that's not low intense that's not really low intensity you know because what yeah, some guys medium. call low that's definitely medium yeah 140 to 150 so i mean i'm not like a fucking 300 pound 250 pound bodybuilder I'm competing in like men's physique you know? so like you know my cardiovascular system is, is still at a, a, a good stage where i can run I can play soccer, I can play basketball, which I do still play um, a bit less now, but I can still do those things and not get completely gassed out and just, you know, fall flat on the floor, you know? So for those bigger guys, I think when they're walking at like 200 and 120 beats per minute, even 125, yeah, they're carrying a lot of muscle mass. Imagine carrying like, you know, an extra 20 kilo in a weight weight vest or a 20 kilo plate and walking. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna start breathing heavy and going, oh, oh that's that's the cardio, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, but I, I completely understand what you're saying. Um, you know, there are also some guys that after they finish their meals, they'll like get up and just go for a short walk. That's a very good idea. Have, have you, and that, that's have you ever on, done something like that? Absolutely, man, because that's going on the whole insulin sensitivity concept. I mean, I think everybody kind of got that from Stan Efferding. He was the one who kind of like yeah, Stan made that be like, oh, okay, this is like a, a something that uh, you can do. But, you know, I never really understood the point of that. I, I, I like like before I, I didn't understand like why Stan was saying like, oh, I got to get great insulin sensitivity. This was like back earlier in my bodybuilding journey. Uh, I, I you know, why why does Stan say he's got to get such great insulin sensitivity when he said that, you know, he was a, a fat out of shape bodybuilder. And uh, and, and I, I was like, well, why would he do that? Why wouldn't he just do like a calorie deficit or something? And, and, and I, I realized that um, when he's creating that insulin sensitivity meal after meal like that, that's more of the bodybuilding method of, of, getting, is, of getting ripped is, is manipulating those hormones and then making it so that his insulin levels, his storage hormone levels, uh, because he was super yeah. sensitive, were never going super high. And so then he's able yes. to maintain that more lean, mean physique and, and, uh, do it like a, without having to do some kind of extreme dieting constantly, manipulating these insulin levels to be able to get that lean physique without constant extreme dieting. But but you also have to understand that, I mean, if you want to get lean, like very lean, but you're not looking to compete or anything, just if the if the goal is just weight loss, it's actually very simple. It's just literally you, your calories are relatively low and you're doing quite a lot of cardio. But for competition, it's not ideal because you still want the muscle to remain relatively full. You get what I mean? You don't yeah. want that burnt out, stringy kind of look, especially like even if you look at the men's physique guys nowadays, like I just watched the Japan Pro and I saw this uh, Filipino guy, Joven. Um, he won first place. Man, you look at his upper body, he looks like a almost looks like he can compete in classic physique he's round 3d hard and big you know so that's the standard that you know even at the amateur level that some guys are getting and that's the standard that the judges want so you need you cannot just oh i'm gonna cut out all my carbs and do it or you cannot cut out a macro a whole macronutrient group and just go gung-ho like that because you're you're, you're not gonna look good you know Definitely, yes, conditioning yeah. is very important. The you it's know, very important. Right? One good good example to look at of the effect of like a uh, extreme, uh, you know, like zero carb car carnivore diet. It, you know, there's no fullness associated with that at all. So if you want to have that finished bodybuilder look, definitely you've got to have at least some carbs in your system to get the muscles pushing against the skin. And I th think of a, a kind of a funny example of not doing that would be uh, the, the carnivore diet guy, uh, Dr. Sean Baker. Have you seen his body? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not familiar with, um, with this, with this name. No. Okay. He, he's, he's Nothing. like the, the top uh, like social media personality associated with the carnivore diet. And he, he's like a, probably like 55 years old. He's definitely on like a thousand milligrams of testosterone or something, but lies about it and says he's natural, uh, but has, you know, <laughs> oversized muscles. And, um, so he, uh, but he looks so flat 
and his skin, it, it doesn't look like it's shining. It doesn't look like there's any kind of pop in it. He's got big muscles. He's strong, uh, but the muscles look uh, deflated, you know, like you took a tire and you just let all the air out of it. And if this guy would uh, eat carbs, you know, like if he would eat uh, three cups of rice twice a day for five days, you know that his, his body would completely transform. Yeah, it would come to life, so to say. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, you do notice that with, um, with, with quite a lot of guys. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that they're competing, but I do know quite a few guys who go on zero carb diets and they just eat like fat and protein, uh, you know, and, and, and that's the look that they get. But for them, it's okay because they don't have any aspiration to step on stage. They just want to be healthy, to be lean. They want that energy all day long because, you know, if you're not careful with your carbohydrates, you can actually get quite sluggish and tired. And it goes back to the whole idea of insulin being the hormone that governs a lot of what our body does, both male and female. You get what mm -hmm. I mean? Insulin, like you always talk about it, like insulin, 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 that, you know, the, probably like the king of the hormones in our body, right? Obviously testosterone as well for the guys, but insulin. So if you can control your insulin and you know how to use carbohydrates, like what you say as the rocket fuel, right? Mm -hmm. um, around to fuel the workouts, I think that that, in my, in my opinion, that is a better approach because number one, you're learning how to have options, right? You know, you're learning how to have options of, okay, you know what? I'm going to do some training. I would like to have some carbohydrates to fuel my training. And after my training, I'm also going to have some carbohydrates to replenish that glycogen. But if I don't need the carbohydrates at this time, then I'm not going to put it in. I'm going to substitute it for maybe some healthy fats in the form of a coconut oil, an MCT oil, extra virgin olive oil, or some avocado, you know, whole eggs, whatever, you know. I think that's a better way of, uh, of approaching it, you know, long term. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, like what you're talking about is metabolic flexibility. So the ability to, to use uh, either glucose or fat as an energy source simultaneously and changing through yeah through them as needed throughout the day but but i don't know if this is if this is like sounds very bro science like but i always believed and i've always i've been told this by you know by my coach and also by a few people that i've actually uh not gotten coaching from but gotten advice from is to to force your body to learn how to burn the fat force your body to learn how to do that first before yes, and you start I, I yeah. agree with that 100% because that's the thing is, is that if you have no metabolic flexibility and it's like you only your body only it's so you've been giving it carbohydrates and glucose so much over the years and you don't you, you mean you never fast you never diet without carbohydrates and glucose so really your body as soon as it runs out of glucose and every time it does or it runs out of its glycogen stores in the liver or something it goes oh my god I've got no energy and then you go hypoglycemic because your body doesn't yeah. uh, have the digestive enzymes in order to uh, liberate fat and use it as an energy source. Great. So as soon as you go into the fat burning zone, it, it's like uh, your body just completely shuts down. <laughs> it doesn't know how to burn fat. And, you know, for this, so going to, to the last prep that I did, so I took one whole year off, 
right? Going into the last prep I did in 2021, I didn't compete because I had to hold that condition for over a month. And that was hell because back then we had another COVID outbreak where I was and all the shows kept being canceled. So I was prepping, I booked everything, and then this show is canceled. Okay, move to the next one in the next city. Cancel, cancel, cancel. So I got to a point when I was like, oh, fuck this. I'm, I'm done, right? I've been prepping for like too long. I'm burnt out. I have no motivation. I don't want to do this anymore. So I took a year off. So learning from the mistakes in that prep, right? Um, they say that prep should be like landing an aeroplane. You don't want to land and then it, it, it lands and, you know, it goes all rickety and stuff like that. You want a very smooth landing. And you notice that whenever, I don't know if it's the same in America, but um, on quite a lot of the flights that I've been on, when the pilot lands the plane very smoothly, all the passengers give a round of applause for the pilot, you know? Yeah, I like that. And I, I like think that. that's how you want, <laughs> yeah, that's how you want prep to be. Uh, of course, you have to suffer, right? That goes without saying if you want true condition true condition doesn't come without suffering uh, no matter how elite you are no matter how good your genetics are but uh, the point is is that to land the plane as smoothly as possible so to put the right amount of cardio in place when needed um, almost like you're playing cards I'm using two analogies now yeah so when you're playing a game of cards you have your stronger cards you don't want to just throw all those cards on the table because then at the end of the day what cards do you have left to play nothing right a bunch of shitty cards mm. but if you use those cards ah I'm going to add in a bit more cardio okay then oh let's pull out a bit more carbs and then drop a bit more weight ah now let's add in a second cardio session perhaps before bed and drop more weight Oh, let's put in some some clenbuterol. Oh, drop more weight. Okay, now let's add in a bit of the thyroid hormone. Drop more weight, and then you cruise in, you know, to your last two three weeks, and you're almost there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then you just land the plane smoothly. I think um, there is no perfect way of doing it. I think even pros, they you know, it's it's sometimes it's hit and miss. But, um, you know, you try your best to learn your body, work with the coach and, um, you know, achieve the desired result, you know, given the circumstances. Yeah. I think that's the best way of doing it. So let's look at your diet then. Because, uh, yeah. So you're just starting right now. This is just the starting of your contest uh, prep diet. And it looks like you yeah, got so five, five meals a day. Four. Yeah. I've been on this for about one week and three days. Mm -hmm. One week and three days. Yeah. So it's, well, can you call it, yeah, five meals a day, but with the post-workout shake, I don't know if you consider shake a meal, but yeah, five full solid meals a day. Yes. All right. Well, let's go so, like basically meal to meal and, and talk about, you know, like, yeah. like why you chose it the way you did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. So first meal we have uh, two whole eggs six egg whites uh one scoop of the isolate protein but actually i'm using hydrolysate now but it's almost the same and uh, 50 grams of oatmeal so i mix the whey with the oatmeal hot water and then i have uh, one tablespoon of uh, right now i'm using the mct oil and i just just put that on a spoon and drink it <clears throat> okay and so, why why do you use mct oil uh why why are you taking that 
is a very good source of fat, right? Um, you can use avocado, you can use coconut oil, MCT oil. I like to have a variety. So I have avocado in my meal plan. I have coconut oil, I have MCT oil, and I also have extra virgin olive oil. I don't use it all at the same time, but I have a, you know, sometimes I'll use one tablespoon of MCT oil, sometimes one tablespoon of coconut oil. It just, it just depends, you know? And this it, is it, it for really energy depends. purposes? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Because, you know, your body needs, you cannot be scared of, um, I'm not saying you, but I'm saying generally, uh, a lot of people think uh, carbs and protein, carbs and protein. That's very important as well. But don't forget, fat is another group of macronutrients. We have carbs, protein, and fats. So to neglect a group of macronutrients, I think is uh, quite nonsensical, right? Because if we don't have fats, um, you know, our energy sources tend to be low. Remember, fats also are very good for our own body's natural production of, you know, the, the hormones that allow us to lose weight, right? And fats also keep our body functioning regularly and healthily, just like how vegetables, yeah, some bodybuilders that don't eat vegetables, right? Uh, which is a bit nonsensical to me. Um, vegetables are essential for a healthy body. And if the body is not healthy, how can you expect to perform at a high level to build muscle and to burn fat. You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That, that also reminds me what you're saying about the fats of the research that's um, on the muscle building effects of egg whites versus whole eggs, uh, which is really interesting research showing that, uh, you know, the whole eggs are vastly superior um, to eating uh, on, only egg whites in, in the muscle building effects, um, which was showing that the fats were essential in that. I give you, I'll give you an, another anecdote, okay? So I'm not sure if you're a religious man or not, but um, let's say if there was God, right? If there is a God, um, which I do believe there is. God created egg with egg white and egg yolk, right? Mm -hmm. Why did God just create the, the white and not the yolk so beef steak right when you cut a steak let's whatever steak even the leanest cut of steak there's still a bit of fat in that right yeah chicken breasts as lean as it is there's still a little bit of fat fish salmon tuna uh, white fish haddock pollock there's still a little bit of fat in there we need fat to be able to absorb that protein correct mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so uh, we, we, can't, we can't run away from it, unfortunately. <laughs> but it's a good thing because we need it to, so that the protein can be absorbed, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So that's the first meal. Now the second meal uh, will be uh, white fish or shrimp. And um, so I have my vegetables. Okay. Um, and actually my vegetables, I don't really weigh them out. I just have like a smaller bowl of whatever, cucumber, lettuce, uh, bok choy, whatever green vegetables I can get. Um, then I'll drizzle some uh, extra virgin olive oil on it, or mm -hmm. I'll measure out three ounces of avocado and just put it on top and, and eat it like a, like a salad, basically. Okay. So 
so that's, that's a, a no carb meal. There's no carbs. Yeah. yeah, there's 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 no carbs, right? Because I've already had that oatmeal before, and actually, oatmeal um, for me it takes a bit longer to digest. And plus, I have the MCT oil. So that MCT oil, actually, with the fat, I do find that it takes a little bit longer than usual to digest. So that's good for me. And this is a lighter meal, so that when I go and train, I don't feel, oh my God, my stomach is full. I can't move. You know, I, I feel like an off-season guy or something like that. You know? mm-hmm. So that's why we have this as a second meal before I'm training. And and um, so this will be, I think, at about 10 to 10.30 a.m. in the morning, okay? Um, then I have a pre-workout, okay? So I don't really have any of those pre-workout powders or anything like that. I do have them in my house, but I don't really like to use them unless necessary. So what I've been doing now is I just get, um, you know, the coffee granules from Nescafe? Yeah, and the crystals. Yeah, like that. And they dissolve. Scoop, take two. T- yeah, and just put some hot water, a little bit of hot water first. Then I put ice cubes. Then I fill it up with normal water. So it's like an iced Americano. Um, but obviously, it's uh, very economic and very economical because it costs way less yeah. than going to Starbucks or whatever and, and paying, you know, however many US dollars for one. Do they, one do, they do Starbucks in China? Yeah, 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 they have. They have Starbucks. It's about, I think for an Americano, it's maybe like 20-something or 30 renminbi. But, um, you know, I don't really drink much coffee from, you know, those places, to be honest with you. So I'm not very clear on the price. But I do know it's a lot more expensive than what I'm making at home. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm saving money. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting costs. <laughs> saving, saving on what I call unnecessary expenses. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so uh so i'll have that and that usually does the job and then during my workout i have just one scoop of essential amino acids um you know with cold water okay and train. so so during your workout since your last meal before the the gym was not a carb meal and then you had the you know you had the basically amino acids and pre-workout stimulants yeah. um so are is your energy still okay uh, in the gym. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. It's good. Very good workout. That's why I like to train around midday, you know, because okay. uh, every morning I wake up at about 6, 6 a.m. Okay. So it's been six hours since I slept, right? Six hours since I, sorry, six hours since I woke up. So my energy is still good. And plus I had like two, two tablespoons of the coffee, right? So yeah. it's enough. It's enough for me for now. And, you know, I'm feeling good, having very good workouts. Um, uh, how can I describe my workouts? Mm, there are, obviously, I train with high intensity, right? I mean, everyone does say that, but, you know, you can really tell when your shirt is drenched and, you know, you're training to the point where you're like, oh, my God, I'm done. I'm done today. I want to go home. You know, I don't want to yeah. like, you know, jump around and do this, do that. No, I'm just like, okay, I'm done. Bye bye. See yeah, you tomorrow. And, and you know, you know, like what you said with everybody claiming they train high intensity, and then when you look around in the gym at people that look like that, it's like maybe like one or three guys the whole night. So everybody that says they're training at high intensity is lying to themselves. 
<laughs> bro, I mean, I, I, I look, I look at, I look and see. Okay, I don't really pay so much attention, but you can see in the corner of your eye. If you have time to go on your phone in between sets, right, and actually like send messages, update your Instagram, and do some posts or update your Instagram story, like, oh, you know, like working hard. Hashtag hardcore or whatever the hashtags are. Hardcore. If you have time, if you have time to do that, then I'm sorry. I'm so so sorry, but bro, you're not. You know, it's not intense. It's not intense enough to go to a competitive level. Maybe if you have God-given genetics, maybe that's enough. But I don't have God-given genetics, so you know, after my set, like my head is like. You know, thumping. I'm like, oh my god. Okay, you know, focus up, rest, breathe, visualize the next set, and then go again. Breathe, control your breathing, control your abs, control your stomach. Don't let your stomach just fly out. Breathe, keep the core tight. You know, and then okay, think about your cues for the next exercise. Let's say I'm doing back. Okay, I'm doing let's say um a chest a chest supported single arm hammer strength throw for example okay what's my cue okay chest up you know big chest proud chest brace with your abs okay grip it now drive with your elbow find the line find the path and i'm thinking about that during this rest whilst i'm controlling my breathing right mm. and, yeah. and why is that it's because for any physique sport, I don't care what it is, if it's open bodybuilding, if it's men's physique, or even if it's like muscle model or whatever it is, right? You cannot let your stomach just fly out. You must control your breathing. You must keep that core tight because when you practice doing this, when it when you're on stage and you're depleted and you're tired and you're nervous, you don't forget it. It's It's natural. And that just helps so much more with the presentation of the physique on stage. Even if you're not in the first call out, you're standing, you know, to the side, or you don't want to let your stomach fly out because how do you know a judge may not just look your way and see that, oh, you know what? I'm, I don't want to look at this physique. I'm not going to call it out. That could be the difference between, you know, placing sixth and placing tenth. Yeah, just that one mistake. That is a really good point because that's one of the things that <clears throat> is a problem. You know, the, the last... Sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> um, the last couple of days before the competition, on the day of the competition, sometimes bodybuilders uh, will have issues uh, where uh, they they will get like bloating in their stomach uh, right around the competition, uh, mainly because of like a carb up, and they're looking for something like as an emergency fix to help get rid of that. And what I've had success with helping these guys uh, with using is um, some kind of like a anti-gas uh, medicine or some kind of anti-fungal um, uh, medication because you got all the, the fungus and the bacteria that is naturally growing in your intestines and these things run on glucose. So when you give them glucose, like for a carb up or something, they have a tendency to make gas, which then, you know, your intestines are full of gas. The stomach is like, you know, constantly trying to go out. So I've had um, actually success with cymethicone as like an, you know, uh, gas X as an emergency method of helping bodybuilders solve their is it, bloating. Is it like a, is it like a carb, is it like carbon pills? Um, it's, Ultra carbon. 
Marvin Joe. I I like those um uh like a what is it charcoal activated charcoal i like that too yeah yeah, yeah. but, but the awesome. the yeah. one that i'm talking about is you can see it in airports when you're traveling you'll see gas x <laughs> in like the vending machine or something and and it's uh it, it just it neutralizes the ability of those fungus to produce gas uh it's called the active ingredient is cymethicone okay no i've i've never used that but i think for a for a carb up like you know you see a lot of the these people, this like, I remember watching Dave Palumbo video. I'm not, not, not knocking on Dave Palumbo. Dave Palumbo, he, you know, he he says quite a lot of things. Some of it's good, I agree with. Some of it, I don't agree with. But that's fine. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. But I think for a carb up, you should stick to the foods that you have been using throughout prep. It would be unwise to introduce something foreign, and some and just for that three to 5% um, gain, you can ruin your whole look. Mm -hmm. So having like a greasy meal of maybe like a burger with fries or something like that for the carb up, that could also cause, you know, the indigestion, the bloating, and also coupled with, you know, the fact that some guys, they have to travel on planes to get to the competition destination, you know? Yeah. Or maybe they've undergone something, they lost their bag or they got some stress, the cortisol level rises up and that ruins the look as well. So it's all about, I think when, you know, even at the amateur level, if you want to really do well or even going to the pro level, you really need to plan everything in advance. So book the hotel in advance, book everything, make sure that the hotel has, you know, a place for you to cook or if not, bring your own portable stove or something, whatever it is, you know, you know, that's what um, Hidetama Yamagishi used to do for his Olympia. He would bring his own little portable stove and, and cook everything himself in the hotel room, just so he knows I'm, I'm covered. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and what was, yeah. The same system as he yeah, used yeah, to get there. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, if, if I'm doing a load, a carb load, I'm just going to use the same kind of carbs that I've been using. And to be honest with you, my stomach is quite sensitive, you know. I don't eat a ton of red meat because I cannot digest that well. I cannot eat lamb to save my life, <laughs> you know. And um, yeah, the, the carbs that I eat is white rice, sweet potato, and oatmeal. And I can get away with some cream of rice, but that's literally it, bro. Literally, that's it. <laughs> well, let's keep on so going. Let's keep on going over more of the, the meals that you have. So so you, you got your workout and then you got the post-workout and you go yeah. with one <laughs> scoop of whey isolate plain post-workout. Yeah, because I cannot eat post-workout. Post-workout, okay. I always feel like I, I want to throw up. I just want to lie down and just like crash for a bit. So I need to feed my body with something. So I have a shake and then I crash for a bit. And then I go into my, my meal three, which is the post-workout meal. Approximately is, uh, six hours. This is like one hour? How long? Yeah, one, one hour or so? Um, after the shake, probably about one hour. Yeah. Around an hour after the shake. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes a little longer, like an hour and 10 minutes. But, you know, I'm not so fussed about that 10 minutes right now. So I'll have uh, six ounces of the chicken breast, cooked weight. Five ounces of white rice, cooked weight, and um, some greens. So whatever salad that I had in the morning, 
um, you know, uh, the second meal, I'll have the same thing. But then there won't be any fat in that meal. Okay. So there won't be any avocado or there won't be any extra virgin olive oil. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's my that's with that meal. Then I'll chill for about two hours, sometimes two and a half hours. Then I have my fourth meal, which is uh, no carb meal. So uh, beef or salmon, same six ounces, and um, the same salad that I had. <laughs> You know, for the whole day, because I prepare a big salad, you know, and then yeah, you take take it from it. Okay, it just saves me time. It just saves me time. And uh, the fifth meal um, would be chicken breast, um, because that's less fat in in it than the beef or the salmon, and uh, the same salad, and I can have uh, fifteen grams of nuts, so I have almonds, but not the not the tasty almonds, you know, the ones that are like roasted with sugar. No, just the normal almonds. You know, you buy them in a really big bag from Costco. They're from the brand called Kirkland, K-I-R-K-L-A-N-D. Yeah. You just buy a big bag and that lasts quite a long time if you're just having 15 grams. So and I have that after my meal as like a little dessert or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so it looks it. like basically you have the one rice meal post-workout with the carbs and then that's it you cut the carbs after that uh yeah 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 but don't forget i have oats in the morning as well yeah yeah but after the 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 pope's supposed to work out meal that's your last meal with carbs the rest the rest yeah, of the meal, yeah, yeah. no carbs rest of the day yeah yeah, yeah. and then the, yeah. the last thing you do before sleep is another 45 minutes of cardio no 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 uh the cardio is just uh fasted in the morning Okay, okay. I was going to ask you, like, how do you sleep? <laughs> you know? Oh, when <clears throat> I'm sure that when it gets closer to crunch time, it will it will be uh, cardio before bed. But because um, yeah, that's a problem. By, by that sleeping is probably the worst part of dieting because it's like you can't get to sleep, <sighs> and then once you are asleep, you're waking up all night, like every the two pee, hours. Yeah. yeah, you need to pee. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's part and parcel of it. Um, obviously we do have some dubious compounds, which I'm sure you will talk about later that also affect sleep. But, uh, you know, if you have, um, if you have some melatonin or you have some zinc magnesium, the ZMA, um, a 5-HTP ashwagandha, those products actually do help induce sleep. They do help you relax and calm down. But I tell you what I find that's very good um, before you sleep, okay? Now, this is what I do, okay? You don't have to follow it, but this is just a recommendation. I take a cold shower before sleep. I turn on my aircon before I go into the room. So when I go into the room, it's a cold room. And then about two hours before I want to sleep, I start dimming the lights in my house, okay? Mm -hmm. And one and a half hours before I sleep, no phone, no laptop, no none of this uh, tech, electronic device. Mm. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm reading a book, not listening to an audio book, yeah? Reading a book to mm. calm me down. And then I find that I sleep a lot better. Because if not, yeah, your phone is on, bing, the message come in. Oh, bing, another message come in. You look at the message. No, don't do that. Because that's stimulation for your brain, you know? 
You mm-hmm. get what I mean, right? You want to mm-hmm. reduce that because imagine, there's this thing called the circadian rhythm, right? Yeah. So back in the long, long time ago when we were cavemen, we didn't have lights, we didn't have TV, we didn't have phones, we didn't have none of that. When the sun wakes up, we wake up. When the sun goes to sleep, we go to sleep. Natural okay. supplements. Yeah. Okay. So, so Jeremy, uh, you got a list of supplements here that you're also taking. Mm-hmm. They're natural supplements, of course. You, you know, you're taking, um, you know, performance enhancing supplements, but these natural supplements are way underrated when it comes to, like we were talking about managing insulin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the biggest one, I think that that helps me a lot is the apple cider vinegar. Have you used that before? Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, you, yeah, you know, it, it, it inactivates the enzymes that digest glucose. So instead of getting a glucose spike, you get a glucose, uh, basically horizontal line on a graph instead of a, a big hill. So, so you know, my my father is diabetic, right? So he's a type two diabetic. Okay. Okay. So, so acquired acquired diabetes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, he's on obviously he's on the metformin. He's not on insulin. But I was just like, hey, I bought this um, apple cider vinegar from the brand Bragg's, or mm. Bragg's, how it? and it's got apple cider vinegar with the mother, right? Which is mm-hmm. pop at the bottom. And I get him to do the same thing that I'm doing, just have it every morning on empty stomach. And dude, his blood sugar is like so much better now. Yeah? Uh, how much did it yeah. improve? Like how much percent? I would say like his blood sugar is always like within range now. Sometimes there would be a lot of variance because he likes to eat a lot of fruit. Um, and the type of fruits he eats are like, you know, lychees, durians, those stuff with like high sugar. Um, and with the apple cider vinegar that he has, obviously cutting down a little bit more on the fruits, not so much, but a little bit. The apple cider vinegar helps a lot. And it actually also helps him with his digestion and his uh, acid reflux. Believe okay. it or not. Um, yeah. And that's so, the only so the, thing I The metformin alone wasn't able to control it? Uh, sometimes it, it, it does, right? Because he's using the, the brand Glucophage. And mm-hmm. I believe that Glucophage is 850 mgs per pill. Um, you know, the ones that I can get here are just the usual like 500 mg per pill and it's the off brand the generic you know brand not the glucophage brand from Merck okay. um, but regardless DCC uses it of course but uh, I think the apple cider vinegar has more benefits because I also do believe that it helps with the immune system I really do believe that um, so I think it's it's something that then um, if you can afford it and you know to keep it in you know all year round in, yeah that stuff's pretty really... pr- pricey overseas because i think it, it's actually i think it's a made in america product so if you buy it in yeah. america it's, it's actually pretty cheap you know you can get a big a liter of that for like ten dollars but i i think in other countries overseas like where you are maybe it's like 30 yeah. 20 30 dollars but, but hey, bro, remember I told you about cutting costs and the unnecessary stuff, like the mm-hmm. coffees that you get from Starbucks? All that okay. stuff adds up, uh-huh. right? So, you know, you, you, find, you find ways to make it work. <laughs> mm-hmm. You get what I mean? 
So the apple cider vinegar, that's one. Uh, fish oils, I'm a very big believer in fish oils, okay? Um, the omega-369, your fish oils, I believe that you should have them um, regardless, dieting phase, off-season phase, or if you're just someone trying to be healthy, right? Um, digestive enzymes, I have it with my meals, okay? Probiotics, about twice a day. Uh, CoQ10, it's very good for the heart, um, you know, because as bodybuilders, we do like to use things that are not so good for our hearts. So we do need to protect it. Um, you know, standard multivitamin tablet. So actually I'm using, uh, you know, this brand Universal Nutrition, the Animal Pack, where they have mm -hmm. all of the different multivitamins in the packs. They're quite a lot of pills. I think they're about 10 pills and you take two packs a day. So it's like mm -hmm. 20 pills, but... I just pretend I'm like Ronnie Coleman, like, you know, <laughs> you know, in the video of Ronnie Coleman, he opens his big box and he has all the multivitamins. He's just taking one by one. Yeah. I just pretend I'm Ronnie Coleman whenever I take them. It makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, some extra vitamin C, vitamin B complex. And uh, another one here, it says magnesium, but I use uh, ZMA, so zinc magnesium. Um, so the magnesium is magnesium aspartate which is when it's N-A, right? Mm -hmm. So zinc and aspartate. Um, and I take that before bed. Yeah. And that's okay. It. And oh, why and do you also take a one vitamin more B complex? Oh, so vitamin B complex, I feel that it's very good for your energy. Mm -hmm. And I feel that uh, in order to build muscle, I forgot who it was. It was it Leroy Colbert or Leroy Cole or something, an old school bodybuilder. African-American old school bodybuilder. He had a video out and I watched this a video a long time ago and it stuck with me. He said he called them the, the men, the, 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 boy, the, the men in B or something like that. The vitamin Bs basically. He said that that's very, very helpful and very essential for, you know, building muscle and giving your body energy and what it needs. So I have always taken vitamin Bs since then, the vitamin B complex. I always cool. take it once. Yeah. And I also use, I uh, forgot to mention here, 5% um, nutrition. So Rich Piana's supplement line, mm -hmm. they have a supplement called Liver and Organ Defender. Yeah. So it's got stuff for the heart, liver, kidney, and prostate um, to protect. Because, you know, when we use, you know, these slightly more, you know, dubious <laughs> substances, we do need to protect ourselves and do the due diligence required to ensure that our body, our bodies are being protected, you know, so that they can function properly to as best as, as, as it can. So I do take that. The serving size is uh, three pills, three times a day. So I just have it after my meals. Yeah. Okay. So we've got Jeremy's plan laid out here now, guys, for everyone to see. And, you know, this diet plan, you know, in his journey to get ready for this competition, you know, it's so much more important than him throwing clenbuterol and throwing thyroid hormone mm -hmm. and throwing trenbolone and higher doses of trenbolone at his body mm -hmm. in order to get ready for this competition. A lot of guys that listen to the podcast, they uh, maybe mistakenly believe or want to believe that what they can do, the answer to their problems with, you know, because everybody wants to get ripped is to uh, start taking higher and higher doses of trenbolone. 
and the idea that steroids burn fat, like, oh, I'm going to take Anavar to get ripped. I'm going to take Winstrol to get ripped. I'm going to take Masteron to get dry. And I'm going to take Trenbolone to get ripped. Uh, you know, those, uh, those total fantasies, if Jeremy wasn't doing the, the diet and the supplements that we just now laid out here, he could take all of those other drugs in the world that he wanted, infinity amount of quantities, and he's not going to get in shape. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to admit, I used to, to think like that, right, mm -hmm. a while ago. But when you actually learn, you know, with a coach and you do things properly, you realize that, hey, actually, you know, you think, you, you want to believe that you can out-train a bad diet. <clears throat> you can supplement a bad diet. You can't. That's the truth. You can't. Um, yeah, nothing, like I told you, I always tell you, nothing works better for contest prep than trend below, right? We all know that. Yeah. But at what cost? So I'm not saying to take trend. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that nobody takes trend. I'm not saying that either. But you need to be tactical with your dose and when you use it and how much you use it. If you need to increase the dose, then increase it. But what is the reason for that increase in dosage? Can you get away with a lower dosage and perhaps adding, like I said, adding a bit more cardio, pulling back the calories a little bit? Ah, okay. Now we're talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, I like you said, like, okay, fine. Trend, trend's great. So what's my checklist? Okay, I have a checklist. And it's not um, necessarily purely financial. It's also, do you have these things in order? Do you have a stable job that's providing you with a good income? Do you have a stable relationship and a partner in your life that is understanding of, you know, what you're trying to do? All aspects of it, the diet, the training, the supplementation, both over the counter and under the counter supplementation, because these are very important because, you know, like if you take more trend, I don't care who you are. I'm sure it happens to the majority of people. You tend to make very, very bad decisions in your life and things take a turn for the worst. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have either a stable job, you know, a, a multiple streams of income, a good relationship, all these things start crashing down like plates in a house where there's an earthquake or a plate from this cabinet comes crashing down and comes crashing down. Then what are you going to do for what? Just to take more trend. It doesn't make sense to me. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that that's, that's the truth. I know maybe some people don't want to hear it and say, Oh, you know, you take this out, bro. Trust me. I've taken two cc's of trend a day for every day. 1,400 MG of trend alone a week. I've done it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Did did I look good? Yeah, I looked pretty damn good. I showed you the photos. But did I feel good? No, I felt like shit. Was I angry? Yeah, I was really angry. I was angry. I was not happy. And when your mind is not positive, when you're thinking negative thoughts, you attract negativity. I know this sounds very like, like you know, spiritual and bougie, like some guy is just smoking weed and doing like LSD. But no, it's true. <laughs> You attract, no, seriously, you attract in life what you emit, yeah. right? It's like radio waves. So think positively. If you're always angry, I fuck this guy, cut me off on the road when I'm driving. I'm already thinking about 101 ways to like smash his car on the side of the road or whatever, you know, and like beat him up or some shit like that. You know? Yeah. Um, 
Seriously. So why do I want that when I'm on my way to the gym, when I have a job to do, I got a workout to do. And just because some asshole cut me off in front of the road, it ruins my mood. Why? Because I'm not in control of my emotions at this crazy dosage. But if I'm taking something like 250 mg a week, 350 mg a week, yeah, I'm in more control. Yeah. Sure, my fuse is a little bit shorter, but I can control it. And that's yeah. that's what I need. You know? So, yeah. So this, this is, I, I hope that people listen, but, uh, you know, we can't control what people control what people do right yeah and just uh it seems to be about 500 milligrams per week is the threshold where most people start getting really weird mentally with trend mm-hmm. doesn't mm-hmm. it seem like that yeah. about 500 milligrams or more that yeah five five to weird. seven you know cc a day yeah one cc a day it, it does it does make you a little bit weird um but then i i do attribute a lot of it like when you're dieting generally and you're tired and you're hungry, your fuse is going to be shorter, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's say I go to a restaurant and I'm really hungry and the waiter takes a bit longer. I, I get a bit angsty, right? Now imagine you're on trend. Oh man, I'm fucking hungry. I need to eat. I'm fucking sweating. I'm feeling hypo. You know, well, where the fuck is this waiter? What's he doing? Why is he spending so long at that table? Where's my food? Did the yeah. chef forget my order? <laughs> no and then after you eat you're like oh that's okay take your time to bring the check it's okay don't worry i'm, I'm good right mm-hmm. you're hangry you're hangry you know what i mean <laughs> so it's it, it's all these things that 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 play on the mind and trenbolone i think we've talked you've talked about it so many times um a hormone that strong that can cause such change it's definitely going to cause some psychological change as well, right? Definitely. It has a strong effect on the brain. I forgot which part of the brain, some scientific name, but it has a very, very strong binding affinity to the androgen receptor in that part of the brain. So it does cause a lot of psychological change as well. Yeah, uh, I think the part of the brain that you're referring to, I think it's the amygdala, which, which is a more lower primitive part of the brain stem that animals have. The the upper brain is, is like we've kind of built on that as humans, uh, in addition to the lower parts of the brain that animals have. Uh, so so yeah. what, is, what is the uh, other supplementation that then that you're using? The other the other so, so right now, so coming off from the off-season, so the off-season, I'm using Sustanon um, from Hansel. So it's a pharmaceutical-grade Sustanon, which I really enjoy using. Um, so using the Sustanon, I'm using Equipoise, so Boldenon, EQ, and MPP. So what I'm doing now is is the testosterone. I'm So I'm training five days a week, so I jab on the days that I train, okay? Um I'll either do half a cc of Sustanon or half a cc of EQ, one cc of NPP, and half a cc of Tremace. And that's it. Okay. Uh, yep. And, so so that's it for now. Sustanon, EQ, NPP, and Tremace? Yeah, yeah. And um, to mixing, be honest with you... Mixing Sustanon, or sorry, mixing NPP and Tremace isn't a problem for you? No, no. I don't think it's a Nothing. problem for I most mean, people, but uh, there's rumors out there on the internet that you can't do that. 
I can understand why people think it's like a prolactin bomb, but uh, you know, if you taking like what so five hundred uh, mg of um, of MPP, okay, plus two hundred and fifty, that's seven hundred and fifty, right? Mm -hmm. That's some people's total trend dose, right? Yeah, you just 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 look at it that way, right? And mm -hmm. I know some people they're running that much. And they're not even running any caber or P5P or vitamin B6 or is it B7 or whatever, and they're fine. And my blood work doesn't show too much elevation in prolactin where it's off the charts. Awesome. So it's fine. And, uh, you know, the, the testosterone dosage, I wouldn't say it's low. I'm feeling good. Everything is working fine, um, you know, and, and it's enough. It's enough because you see with sustenon, yeah, you have um, four different esters, right? So you have a little bit of that propionate that works slightly faster, but then you also have like the longer esters that carry on. And I've had this in my system for a while now. So I think the only time I'm going to change, maybe depending on what, you know, what coach says will probably be like six weeks out. We change the sustenon to a propionate and then maybe we drop um, the MPP and we add in, you know, something else. Maybe you add in Mastron, or maybe like uh, drop the EQ or lower the dose of the EQ. But um, to be honest with you, it's uh, it's working well for me. My training is good. I'm still strong. I can still lift, um, you know, the same weights as my off season, even though my calories are reduced. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I got, same question. I got a question for you regarding that. Um, what is yeah. your goal in the gym when you're on your fat loss diet, when you're on the contest prep? Because uh, you're not going to be feeling strong. A lot of people, when they go to the gym, they're used to feeling strong. They're used to getting a big pump. And, you know, if you take away those things from them during the gym, like they're not getting a pump anymore and they don't feel like they're as strong or have as much uh, endurance to their strength, like being able to do a lot of sets with a certain strength before becoming fatigued, they will become very discouraged. So uh, they don't really understand that there's a difference to the training depending on what the nutrition intake is, that it feels very different. What's your goal uh, during the training on a diet? You keep, for me, I keep the training relatively similar the movements don't really change that much, to be honest with you. So let's look at uh, back, right? Because remember, we did a post on um, the bent over barbell rows, which I believe is uh, what I call a bread and butter exercise for building a back, right? Mm -hmm. Some form of bent over barbells, okay? So the back is some the part that, uh, body part that I've tried to bring up, you know, because obviously, even in men's physique, you do need a wide back. You do need a relatively thick back and a detailed back to place, to win. So, of course, you're not going to be able to do the bent over barbell rows the way you did them in the off season. But you still try and keep to that same form, that same tempo. And even if the weight drops a little bit, it's okay. Just stick to it log everything so you can actually see and once you've logged that you look and you say oh, okay this is how my physique's progressing even though i'm losing weight you know even though i'm the weights are decreasing okay maybe i'm not feeling as strong or whatever 
you try and keep everything as similar as possible, right? It's just like the diet. The diet doesn't change so drastically, right? I don't go from eating McDonald's to eating clean. I eat the same foods, but just the quantities change a little bit. And that's it. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that a lot of people like, you know, some people, they like to throw in Winstrol like quite early on in the prep. I don't believe in that now. I believe that those very, very dry compounds, the hardeners, like Winstrol, Masteron, stuff like that, you should only throw them in towards the end. Don't throw them in too early because it's also affecting your liver, right? You don't want to use too much orals. I know a lot of people like to use orals during prep. They throw the kitchen sink at it and they try and use as much as they can, but save them. It's like you're playing cards, right? Save your trump cards, your big cards, your powerful cards towards the end. So you have options. Yeah, the one uh, that's really grown on me over the years, though, in regards to being able to use it without toxicity is Anivar. Have you have you noticed that? You know what? I've noticed that low dose Anivar can you can even get rid of uh, oral toxicity. Like if you've got toxicity from halotestin, from Superdrol, uh, from Winstrol, uh, from Anadrol, et cetera, if you, uh, you can still even stay on like 10 to 20 milligrams of Anavar per day and like come off of those other orals and simultaneously get rid of your toxicity while staying on Anavar. If you can get real Anavar, big if. Mm-hmm. if you get real Anavar. Um, so my coach in his country, he has real Anavar, but uh, I am not confident in the source that I have of Anavar here, to be okay. very honest with you. Um, maybe it will be something that I throw in later, but when I throw in orals, if, if I'm in the situation that I'm in, I'd much rather use Winstrol towards the end then think, oh, I give Anavar. Then what if it's T-ball? What if it's D-ball? I don't know. But Winstrol, they're not really going to fake it. It might be underdosed, but Winstrol is a pretty cheap raw powder. They're not really going to fake it. Yeah, I, you know what? Uh, yeah. some, somebody so, that was involved. I would much rather that, just use my money on What yeah. One time he said something funny to me about, you know, uh, the, the, the packaging for this Winstrol is... Um, costs more than the raw ingredients <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i if you're doing it in a huge quantity then i i can see that you know economy of scale i can see that i can see that working you know. but uh you know bro like you know guys back in the golden era and stuff like that they used to run deep ball into shows <laughs> yeah and but they, they, they were also pretty... eating mo- mostly almost no carbs though yeah, but but it it what I what I'm trying to say is is that it doesn't necessarily mean like what you run. it doesn't really matter what you run per se, because you can technically use these compounds like you can use tech test or Deca and D-ball and still go into a contest and look relatively lean. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely Deca too. I mean that Deca and Winstrol, those alone. Uh, I, I've, I've seen people, you know, guys that had no idea what they were doing as far as like PEDs, you know, they were just like, had a natural talent and then didn't know anything about PEDs, but knew that PEDs existed and knew that they needed to take them. And so they'd go into a show like on DECA and Winstrel only and, and look totally incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, uh, my coach has one guy. He just used test prop and Winstrol, and he looks really good. Mm-hmm. And he just started like eight weeks out. Test prop and deep, uh, test prop and Winstrol. You know, Asian guy as well, but you know, really good genetics, and you know, he's just got an act for it. And he looks really good. So you know the 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 drugs. I mean, yeah, of course, like the steroids. Called the steroids podcast, right? Like we like talking about drugs and stuff like that. But I think it gets to a point when you know you've done this for quite a bit, and you do realize that yes, of course, the drugs are important, but not as important as all the other things that you need in place first in order to facilitate you know a situation where the drugs can actually be of good benefit to you. You know. Yeah, there's, you know, it sucks that uh, there's this thing where, you know, the, the PEDs can't really be talked about so much because then it puts out this um, kind of belief that like, oh, okay, th- that's the secret. That's all I have to do in order to make everything work. And so people think that like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's the only thing I have to do. And, and, and that, that's not what's going to work. Uh, you know, of, of course, bodybuilding, weightlifting, et cetera, is very multifaceted and complex. Many different things have to be going on at the same time. Uh, definitely, you've got to have the PEDs in there in order to have the ability to become a bodybuilder. Uh, but there are other things, you, you know, go, going on. It's not going to be something of like, man, you just inject yourself and become a bodybuilder. Now, I, I guess the closest way that somebody could get to that, though, would be to yeah, you know, fucking throw the kitchen sink at it. And, you know, if they if they take growth hormone, they take thyroid hormone, they take uh, something that's affecting their insulin pathway, you know, they take a bunch of trend and they take um, a high dose of orals and testosterone, you know what? They are going to be pretty, uh, you know, successful to a certain degree. That still isn't going to get them a contest prep, but uh, they're going to they're going to look decent. Yeah, but at what cost? Yeah, exactly. The coronary artery disease, so, you know, a uh, heart attack at 40. <clears throat> so, so you know, I, I listened to this uh, podcast uh, called uh, The Mutant in the Mouth. It's got Nick Walker and Guy System, you know, right? It's their podcast. Mm-hmm. So one thing from that podcast that I want to, you know, hashback that really stuck with me was when Guy Sister, you know, was competing, he got Chris Aceto as uh, his coach and Chris Aceto is a very very you know, he's known as a technician right yeah so the one thing that stuck to me was that when Guy Sisterino he's this is what he said yeah and I'm just um, you know uh, quoting him like it like to the best of my ability he asked Chris he said what should I be using what should I be taking and the Chris's answer was what do you have <laughs> okay use this okay sure he didn't care so much about the PEDs, you know. What he really cared about was your diet and your training. That's why he's the technician, right? It's not like some of these guys that say, oh, you got to use this, 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 and that. No, 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 no. He didn't really care so much about that. And when this other pro that recently won the Chicago Pro Men's Open Bodybuilding, Justin Shire, right, his pro debut, he actually got Guy Sisterino to send him some of the stuff because he was actually getting fake stuff and his body wasn't changing, right? And then when Guy Sister, you know, sent him some of the stuff that he had left over, boom, mm-hmm. his body changed. So the, 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 the notion that, oh, pros have the best sources, they have all the best things, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Bro, they are like us. They get fake stuff too, you know? They get bunk shit. They get fake stuff. Some <laughs> also using 
maybe some also using Chinese growth hormone, generic growth hormone. Not everyone has the money to run all this stuff, man. Most pros are broke, dude. You know? It's true. Most yeah. pros are broke. There's no, there's no money in bodybuilding, man. You think that this sponsorship is going to pay you a ton of money, 20K a month to cover your growth hormone? No. Well, the thing so. too is that bodybuilding at that high of a level, like being pro like that, it's a, you know, you don't really have any time or energy to do anything else. Uh, you, you definitely can't work a normal job either. And, and so, so that, that's one of the reasons why, you know, you'll have guys that have incredible physiques and it's like 10 years and you're like, man, well, why didn't this guy just like start doing a social media or something and become, you know, like get some kind of income come, going off of that. And it's, it's like mm -hmm. the, the dude literally doesn't have downtime because he, you know, uh, maintaining the body that he does requires obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think in America, I'm not, I'm not saying it's easy, but in America you have these meal prep companies that can help you out, you know, and mm -hmm. um, do your food for you, stuff like that. Easy to take on the go and stuff. But you know, if you don't have that luxury, then you have to cook all your own food. You know, like what I just I food for two days. So I cook the chicken, I cook everything, I keep it in the fridge. Then when I want to eat it, I just put it in a steamer. I don't have a microwave because, you know, I don't know why it's not really popular here. Uh, but I just put it in a steamer and I just steam up my food. I just eat it like that. Or if I'm on the go, it's a, you know, slightly cold meal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that, man. All right. So we got a pretty good rundown today of exactly what Jeremy's uh, protocol is, you know, starting his contest prep leading up to his competition. So we'll keep, uh, we'll keep in touch with Jeremy. Uh, if he has any major updates, you know, with his protocol, we'll bring him back for another episode of the podcast to talk about that. But uh, yeah. thanks Jeremy for coming on the podcast today. And uh, nah, no worries. Yeah, it, it is. It's always great having you on, bro. All right, so that's going to be the last uh, question for the podcast today. It's fun talking to you guys, and uh, I'll be coming up with another episode for you guys uh, real soon here. So make sure to go pick up Ultimate Guide to Roids, 109-page ebook by Dan, the bodybuilder from Thailand. You know, if you just go to bodybuilderinthailand.com. It's, uh, I, think, I think it's the first article on the homepage where you can check it out and read like 20 pages. It's definitely worth it. It's my best content. You know, if you like the podcast, the book will blow you away. <laughs>